Welcome to Stories from the Heart. I'm your host, Sandra McDevitt. Today, a man finds an old Catholic prayer book while cleaning out the garage. Being a non-Catholic, he is intrigued by the prayers he finds there, especially the rosary. Stay tuned to see how this impacts his life on another story from the heart. Blessed Lady has helped you. These words were in my thoughts when I awoke Monday morning just before sunrise. From the window of my room in the guest house of the retreat, I saw the pale light of dawn lightening the sky above the hills across the Santa Clara Valley. The words were full of promise and assurance, and I felt happy. I had been freed from the troubling, fearful thoughts which for years had tormented me every morning upon wakening, when my mind was still in a stupor and my innermost confusion and distress held full sway over my sensations, making me cringe at the thought of facing the day. It would often last an hour or two until I could find forgetfulness in the routine of my work. This was my last morning at the retreat. I had arrived on Thursday late in the evening. On Sunday afternoon, I had talked with Father Boland He listened kindly with his friendly, encouraging smile. I told him how I, a non-Catholic, happened to come to the retreat. I was facing a difficult task in trying to establish myself at a new business in a strange town. My wife and I had moved into a new residence, and as I cleaned the garage, I found a little black book with a torn cover, carelessly discarded by a previous occupant. The inside was stained and dog-eared, and certain pages were especially frayed and soiled from much fingering. I picked it up and read the outside inscription, which had once been there in golden letters and now only showed faintly as a depression in the paper cover. It read, Golden Key of Heaven. It contained prayers of the Catholic Church. I put it in my pocket and when I went to the house, I tossed it into a drawer, a book lover's gesture, hoarding any kind of printed matter, for you can never tell what's in a book. After a few weeks, I happened to come across it. Having nothing else to do, I read a page here and there. The portion containing the rosary held my attention. It gave a short account of its history and its use, and then, in terse, dramatic language, a short recital of the event in each mystery, concluding each decade with an appropriate prayer, asking for the blessing of a particular grace, such as humility or love of one's enemies. I had seen rosaries in shop windows and in the hands of Catholics, but had never given any thought to their use beyond suspecting vaguely and with faint contempt some superstitious habit of illiterates. Someday, this could be investigated as a curiosity, although I hadn't had occasion to get around to it. Listen, I said to my wife, and I read to her, O glorious Virgin Mary, by that unspeakable joy which thou didst receive in the resurrection of thy divine Son, we beseech thee, obtain for us of him, that our hearts may never go astray, 
after the false joys of the world. What are you reading? she asked. Well, this is from the Rosary, the Rosary of the Blessed Virgin, I explained. It's in the little book I found in the garage. It certainly is beautiful language, especially these days when we are so careful to avoid anything emotional. To think that people are using this ardent prayer. I guess it takes you right out of your daily troubles, she commented. Yes, listen, here's more. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. I think I'll commit to memory some of this. It's a beautiful language and good mental exercise. It will keep me in practice and will increase my vocabulary. Having reached the rightful age of 50, it seemed to me that my memory was not what it used to be. So I copied portions of the rosary and carried slips of paper with the mysteries and the prayers in my pocket, committing them to memory as I walked into town on my way to work. On the way, I used to think about the tasks lying ahead of me. More often than not, they were disagreeable chores, hurting my pride, going against my prejudices, and mulling them over only made it worse. I soon found that by giving my mind something definite to do every morning, the unpleasantness lying ahead did not worry me so much. Nothing had been accomplished by anticipating slights and antagonisms, rather. My worried attitude had served to invite them. Instead, I discovered that the recital of the humble petitions of the rosary had a quiet and strengthening effect upon me. As I made progress, I became puzzled about the ten Hail Marys, so at first I just said, ten Hail Marys. Well, that didn't seem to be right, so I just said, Hail Mary, and that made more sense. Finally, I gathered courage and approached one of my Catholic friends. You know the rosary, he said. It says there, ten Hail Marys. What do you do there? He made no comment and looked at me, reluctant to speak. At length, he said, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. He stopped. Not so fast. I want to write it down. Apparently, having decided that I was seared my inquiry, he called me back and said, There's more to it. And he dictated, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And you say that ten times? I asked, astonished. He nodded his head. He wasn't going to argue with me about it. So I went away and recited it ten times, whatever called for. When I had the first five decades to my satisfaction, it occurred to me to recite them in the morning, immediately upon awakening. I was greatly troubled at that time with the habit of going carefully over the events of the previous day, seeing everything in a most unfavorable light, and anticipating the coming day with a most pessimistic attitude. I took a morbid delight in nursing grievances against one person who had hurt my feelings with a careless word, and against another who had failed to return my greeting as I met him on the street, and against another who had whispered to someone in my presence, no doubt saying something about me. Now, upon awakening, I crossed my hands over my breast, and I delved into my memory for the words of the rosary, speaking them half aloud. The beneficial effect of the recital, however, was not as apparent as it had been in studying the words on my way to work. 
I discovered that as they became more familiar. I had a tendency to recite them rapidly without meaning. So whenever I caught my mind wandering during the recital, I retraced my steps and spoke each word distinctly. That had the desired effect. In a few weeks, I was no longer troubled with disturbing thoughts upon awakening. My attitude toward people became more friendly, forgiving, kind. Excuses for their actions came to my mind. I thought that they probably had troubles of their own and that it was too much to expect everybody to go out of their way to assure me that I was all right and they had nothing against me. It took me about a year to master the words of the mysteries and the prayer following as they appeared in the little black book. Each morning, I chose the five decades most appropriate for my mood. If life seemed very burdensome and confused, I found solace in the sorrowful mysteries. If troubles seemed only slight and not very serious, I banished the slight uneasiness by reciting the joyful mysteries. And if I awoke untroubled, and that occurred frequently now, I rejoiced in the glorious mysteries. Frequently I questioned myself intellectually, and I had to admit to myself that I did not believe in what I was saying. I began to have doubt in my reasoning ability. Clearly I was receiving powerful help in answer to my prayers, yet in my mind it tried to tell me that it was not so. The thinking part of me rejected it, picking it to pieces as I picked to pieces and dissected everything else. I was like a child taking apart a toy, leaving a useless jumble of small pieces and crying over it in helpless distress because it would work no longer. Resorting to books on the exposition and explanation of doctrine and theology did not help at all. just gave my mind that much more to argue about. At length, I heard about the retreat. Perhaps by attending it, I might be able to eliminate the struggle within myself. On my visits to Catholic churches, I had entered self-consciously and squeezed into a back seat and had sat tight and unhappy, resisting the impulse to do as the other worshippers did. Resisting. At the services at the retreat, I deliberately forced myself to overcome that resistance to overcome all my prejudices. When I entered, I made my genuflection toward the altar, humbling myself before God, and I knelt during the Mass, and the kneeling before God became to me symbolic of a final surrender of pride and prejudice, the breaking of the last fetters of stubbornness within myself. Then, on the last day of the retreat, I had my conversation with Father Boland. He commented upon my placidity, the serene expression on my face, and I told him I had learned the words of the rosary, that I had felt its power, and that there were still so many things which I did not understand, but that did not matter, and probably were beyond understanding. When I had finished, he said quietly and confidently, and with profound assurance, Our Blessed Lady has helped you.
Thank you for joining us on Stories from the Heart. Today's story, Breaking the Fetters, was written by E.H. Hardell and published in Catholic Heart Magazine. Stories from the Heart is recorded in the studios of Ave Maria Radio. To reach me, email Sandra at AveMariaRadio.net. I'm Sandra McDevitt. May God bless the rest of your day. Missed a show? Not sure if it came from Ave Maria Radio? Go to AveMariaRadio.net. A list of shows and hosts are there. And if you find the show you're looking for, you can hear the whole thing again by going through the Ave Maria Radio audio archives. For years, we've recorded nearly every show from Ave Maria Radio. Just click on the audio archives message located at the center of our homepage. Now you even have more reasons to become a radioactive Catholic by going to AveMariaRadio.net.